0: You may visit our website for more information at sccview.net. Again, that's sccview.net. Thanks again for listening. I hope that you have a wonderful day. Today we're talking about the movie, The Polar Express, and it's Believe Like a Child. I don't know about you, but uh, when my kids were smaller, I enjoyed taking, I would read to them out of their children's Bible. It's amazing. How that those pictures in those in that children Bible Bible would help them with their faith come alive. Like they would begin to see things and and uh, you know that old saying a pictures worth a thousand words and and that was so true. And, and let me just challenge you. Listen, if you have small children and you don't know about the Bible, why don't you just buy a picture Bible and read it to your kids at night? And you'll learn stuff about the Bible stories that you didn't, you, can, you didn't even know was in there. But as we did that, you know, as our children look at these pictures, they begin to get a, a, a story in their mind. And, and maybe maybe you have had a background of that. So I just want to check your knowledge and see if you can remember the children's Bible story. So we're going to throw up a few pictures. When they come up, I want you to tell me what the story is. Now I want you to shout it out, right? Don't say, well, okay, shout it out, right? Be proud of it, all right? You ready? So what is this picture right here? Who is it? That's that's right, Daniel in the Lion's Den. That's right. Okay, and then what's the second picture here? Knowing in the Ark. There we. Go. Hey, you're doing good. Okay, I think everybody's going to get this next one. What is this one? <laughs> Noah in the Whale. That's right. Okay, and I think this next one everybody will probably get it. Let's try the next one. David and, David and Goliath. That's right. Now the next one's probably going to be a little confusing because we all got different answers for this. So let's show the picture. Okay, what is that? Yeah, we're like, I don't know, it's Mary and Jesus, okay, and they're holding, it's the birth of Jesus, all right? So it's like, when we all did that, it was like, we, everybody has different answers for that one. But what I'm saying is that, what I'm trying to trigger in you is something about that, believing like a child. Because you show the child these pictures, and they begin to, all of a sudden, gravitate to something. And, and, and that's what I want to do to you today. I hope that you're, we can tap back into that faith that maybe you had, like when you were a child. And so today, just as he talked about that train going to the North Pole, I'd like to encourage you today, let's take a trip together. I'd like for you to climb aboard the faith train today. I'd like for you to climb aboard the belief train and begin to watch what God will do for you today. The Bible is very clear that when it comes to our faith that we have to go back and tap into that childlike kind of faith. Look what the Bible says. But Jesus said, let the children come to me... Do not stop them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to, let's read the rest of it, you ready? Come on. Those who are like these children. In other words, our faith has to begin to somehow tap back into that childlike kind of faith in order for us to experience the joys of God on this earth. And so this morning I want to talk to you about uh, how to believe like a child. How to to believe like a child, how to to tap back in to that child kind of faith that you might receive some joy inside of you today. And that you might learn to live with that. And so the first thing I want you to go ahead and write down on your outline, if you'll write this down, is this. Number one is, believe God has the power to do anything. Let me say this to you as you write that down. Faith like a child believes that, you know, I don't have the ability to do everything and I don't have the strength to do everything. But a faith like a child believes that God has the ability and God has the strength to do anything. That's what faith like a child is. I want to ask you this question before I go any further. What is that thing right now in your life Every one of you. What is that thing right now in your life that you can't change, you can't fix, you can't do anything about? That problem. Whether it be a health issue, whether it be an issue on your job, whether it be an issue with a parent, whether it be an issue with a sibling, whether it be an issue with a child, whether it be an issue uh, on your job... Or financial issue, whatever. Whatever the, what is it? Do you have it in your mind now. Do you have that one thing that that you just can't. If you could fix it, you would. But you've tried. You can't fix it. It's bigger than you. Today, I want you to just keep that. I want you to keep that thing close to your mind because we're going to deal with that thing today, and we believe that our faith is going to help us with that thing. Okay, so keep that with you now. Let me set this up for you. We're going to take a, we've been talking about the Christmas story the last couple of weeks. I want to sort of deviate from that today and tell you another story. Jesus had been uh, with his disciples, better, and a disciple of Jesus' people that actually followed. There were 12 guys that followed Jesus everywhere the last three years of his life, and then we call them his disciples. He had taken three of those guys up on his, three of his favorites, I guess, three up on the mountain with him, and they'd been praying. And so they come back down off this mountain. And when they come off this mountain, his nine other disciples, followers, were down there. And they were arguing. There was, a, there was like this argument going on. It's chaos. And Jesus walks up on it in this moment of chaos. And, and he says, hey guys, what's going on here? And come to find out there was a man that was there that had a son that had a spirit. That was causing him to do things to himself, to harm himself. And, and this man wanted somebody to cast his spirit out of him. And the nine disciples of Jesus had been walking around with Jesus, seeing Jesus, how, how Jesus had done that, and they did whatever they thought was right to do. They said Abracadabra or whatever, I don't know. They did something, but but it didn't work. And what they tried to do to get this spirit out of this man did not work. And so this man was upset. The people around him were upset. The disciples were upset. And so Jesus comes into that picture with the other three disciples and begins to ask the question, what's going on? And they tell him that, that you know, hey, this is my son. He was born with the Spirit. It's done all kinds of bad things to him. And I'm trying to get these, your disciples to, to pray it out of them, whatever, get it, cast it out of them. And they can't do anything. And so Jesus begins to pick up the story right there. So look what happens here. It's in Mark, it's Gospel 9. Look what it says. Jesus asks this question. How long has this been happening? Notice this. Jesus asked the boy's father. He replied, since he was a little boy, the Spirit often throws him into the fire, into the water, trying to what? Trying to kill him. Trying to kill him. Have mercy on us. Uh-oh, Lord. this next part. Have mercy on us if you want. Okay, if you can. All right. Ooh, he's talking to Jesus. Watch this. Okay, now watch this right here. This is Jesus saying, this next line is Jesus. So let's just read this little attitude, this line right here with a little attitude, and we're going to emphasize what's underlined. You ready? Come on, let's read it together. You ready? What do you mean, if I can? Come on, let's do that again. Doesn't that feel good? You've done it before, haven't you? you you've done that, right? Come on, listen. This is what Jesus is saying here. I mean, like, this is Jesus talking to him. You ready? Let's do it again. Let's do it. What do you mean, if I can? That's exactly what Jesus would do. I mean, he's like, what do, you, what do you mean? What do you mean, if I can? And, and, and so many, you know, the guy that's like, Jesus is like, what do you mean, if I can? And here's, here's what I'm telling you. Many times. Many times. You and I, we go to pray. We don't say it just like that, do we? We're like, Lord. Lord help my mom out, Lord, help my dad out, help my wife, help, my, help them, if you can, Lord, Lord, Lord. I know they're, I know they're out there, God. I, I know they're crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. We don't say if you can. We just tell them how bad it is. Because we're like, God, you know they're, they're nuts, God. You, you know my finances are just, but they're bad, God. And so really what we're saying is, if you can. And so Jesus is saying to me and you, what do you mean if I can? So when we pray, when we engage that childlike faith, we stop saying, if you can. And we go to Him like you can. Why? Because look at the next part. Look what Jesus said. Okay, you ready? You ready? Okay, so it says, what do you mean if I can? Jesus asked. What's the next word? Come on, shout that out. What's the next word? Anything. Anything. Okay, anything is what? possible. Here's a criteria. Let's read it together. you ready? If a person Okay. What does that word anything not cover? It covers everything, right? And so you say, well, you don't know my situation. You don't know. No, I don't, but I don't have to. Because that word anything is the umbrella. It's the policy that covers everything. And so Jesus is saying today that when we come to it, we can't just say, "If you can." Jesus said, no, 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 you come to me no matter what that it. Remember that thing we talked about, that it, whatever it is that you're struggling with, whatever you're struggling is, said, you come to me with that, and you believe that anything, anything is possible for the person who believes. And so you and I got to tap back into, we believe, not if you can, not if you can. Look at the Bible, it says, Philippians 4.13, I love this passage, because once you believe, here's a promise, look what it says. You ready? Let's read those first three words out loud. You ready? Let's read them again. Here we go. I can do. Did you hear that? Who told you you can't? Who, who's limited you? Who's told you that you can't? Who told you that, you know, some of you are thinking about a promotion right now. You're thinking about, some of you are thinking about taking another college course. Some of you are thinking about, you know, t- trying out for a team sports. I mean, you, you're thinking about all these kind of things, but somebody has told you, you can. Now let's go back and read that again, because I'll tell you what God says, okay, for those that believe. Let's read it again. You ready? Let's read those three words. Here we go. I can do. Okay, now let's read the next two words. You ready? Let's read them out loud. You ready? All things. Let's say that again. You ready? What are those two words? All things. Okay, what can you do? All things. You can do all things, right? I can do all things. You've got to receive that, that you can do all things. And let's see how we're going to do it. Look what he goes on to finish this. Through Christ who gives me strength. So I just tell you, if you're a believer today, there is nothing such, there's no such thing as impossible. You should go cut that word out of your dictionary and out of your vocabulary because if God is for you, my friend, there is nothing impossible for you. Amen, Pastor, I believe it. you looking like me. You're like, a, like that guy who looked at Jesus and said, if you can. That's why you're looking at me right now. I know, you said, well, I've heard that before. No, I'm telling you, it's time to activate what we've heard. And put our faith into action. Amen? Amen. Amen. So we're going to do that. Okay, number two, would you write this down? The second thing, believe like a child, how to believe like a child, is number two, admit unbelief and ask for help. Admit unbelief and ask for help. I love the Bible because it's true and it's honest. This, this, look what happened here. So that, that boy's father said, Lord, help my son. If you can, Jesus said, well, what do you mean if I can? Anything's possible for a person to believe. Now here's his response. Look what he says again. Look at uh, Mark 9, 24. The father instantly cried out. Let's read it. Come on. He cried out, so let's cry out. You ready? I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. Bam! There it is. That sounds just like you, doesn't it? Sounds just like me. At times in my life, there it is. You see, a childlike faith is not a perfect faith. Let me just tell you this. If you didn't have doubts, you wouldn't need faith. Just think it. I mean, if you had faith, if, if you didn't have any doubts, then why would you need faith? You wouldn't need faith, right? I mean, it's just like, oh, this is the way it is. You you'd sort of be like an angel. But the reason that we have to have faith is because we have doubts, we have these concerns, we have things that don't make sense, we don't see how they can work out, and we just don't, we don't, we can't see the spiritual. Let me just say this to you. As a parent, as a parent, one of the lessons that I learned later, Pastor Chesney Dorsey, our family ministries pastor, and I were talking about this week, and she said this, she said, you know, as parents, we have to give our children space and a place to air their doubts. We have to give our children, we have to give them the space and and uh, the space to air their doubts. In other words, when they begin to say, you know, well, I don't know about this Jesus thing and I don't know about all that. You know, don't do like I did. I I Jesus-juked my kids. He's not talking about, oh, you know, I don't know if I believe like you do. Oh, yeah, let me give you the Bible right Well, look right here. Oh, you're right here, boy. This is what the Bible said. You you got this. Anybody else throw throw something like that on your kids, you know? Oh, yeah. I did it. Matter of fact, today's a good day to take your halo off off and put it under your seat. Because we're getting real today. And so, so, in other words, and let me just say this to you. Children, your children... You know, as parents, we have all this wisdom that we've gained because we've made a lot of dumb decisions. And then we have all this faith that we've gained, and many times we try to do a dump on our children, don't we? We try to just dump it on them. We just try to dump that wisdom, we try to dump that faith on them. But here's what I going to tell you, is that when you dump it on them, they don't get it. But if you allow them, they will discover it. See what I'm talking about? See, so you you and me both, you and me, when somebody dumps something on us, we get a little defensive, but but if we, will, if someone will give us a space and the time to allow us to discover, and that's what, you just ask questions. You just keep asking questions, and they'll discover that for themselves. You say, well, I want them to have my faith. Well, listen, they can't have your faith. You know why they can't have your faith right now? Because you're 30 and they're 13. And here's what I'll tell you. you the reason they can't have your faith is because you know, they've not gone through what God got you through. Amen. Did you hear that? They, they haven't gone through what you've gone through. They haven't gone through what God got you through. When God got you through that, you go, oh yeah, there's a God in heaven. You see, right now, you're still their God. Oh, you say, oh, well, how can you say that, Pastor? Yeah, well, every time they need something, they come knocking on your door. <laughs> right? go hey, hey, hey hey, you know, I, I'm going, we're, my friends are going out this weekend. Well, that sounds I'm glad to hear your friends are going out. That's good. I'm glad they're going out. Oh no, 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 I need 20 dollars. That's right? And so, so you, you've met all their needs, you've met all their needs now, and so their faith is in you. It's not in God. And so once they, once they get out of your house and once they begin to grow on their own, guess what? And they don't have you run to anymore for every little thing. And that's a good lesson for all of us is quit playing God on every little thing. <laughs> and let them figure some things out and figure out that there is a God and they need him. Amen? And so we have to give that space to do that. We say at SEC, you don't know nothing until you've been through something. Would you agree with that? See, see, you say, oh, I wish I had your faith. Oh, you'd have to go through a lot. Can't you look at me and tell that I've been through a lot? (laughs) That man's been through something. I know you look at me and say, that man's been through something right there. And so I'm just saying, so that's the way your faith grows. Okay, now let me just say this. God can handle your doubts. Don't try to hide them. Here's what I'll tell you. God cannot help you with anything... God can't help you with anything that you're unwilling to admit you have. He can't help you with any problem that you're unwilling to admit that you have. You, you can limit. You limit God. When you're unwilling to admit your doubts, when you're, in the, you know, that thing we talked about, that thing that you got and that you've been working on and you're worried about and you're stressed out about, until you say, God, you know what? Lord, I can't do anything about this, and I've really been concerned if you can do anything about it or not. Then Until you admit that, then God can't even help you with it. You see, why was this man so upset? Why why was he like why was he stressed out? Why didn't you say, Well, Jesus, if you can, I'll tell you why. Because this wasn't the first time he had his son prayed for. You know, he's prayed many, many prayers his whole life and asked God to heal his son, to get rid of the spirit. he sees see his son hurting and, and convulsing and wondering, God help him, and he'd see all this going on, and he begged God. He took him to every place, every priest, and a, every person he could, and they had him prayed for all of his life, and nothing happened. And he heard about Jesus, he, and he couldn't find Jesus. He found his disciples, and he said, here's my last hope, so, so go for it, boys. And, and they couldn't do it. And then Jesus comes down the mountain, he said, well, I don't know if you can either. And maybe that's you. Maybe, maybe you prayed and maybe you had other people pray about your situation. And maybe you just you just done all that you know to do. And right now, today, if you're honest, you don't even know if God can. And you don't know if God cares. And you don't know if God will. And you've got to be honest about that. Because, listen, when you prayed and prayed and prayed and no answer comes, it is very easy to get discouraged. Can I hear amen? but you have to hang in there you just have to hang in there so my question to you is this will you admit today to almighty God right now would you, that thing will you admit to him, God here's where I am with that I've almost given up God and I need your help because my faith is waiting God can handle that prayer and today If you're, you know, if you're not a Christ follower, one of the reasons is because you're sort of questioning this whole Christianity kind of thing. Can I just say this to you? Today, you have to take a step of faith. And the greatest step of faith that you'll ever take is asking Jesus to come into your life and be the Lord and Savior of your life and become a Christ follower. And we have a prayer right in our program that's right inside of here to help you do that. So you just read that prayer and say, God, me too. Me, Lord, this is what I want. And all we ask you to do is just check on the back of this card. It says, I'm praying the prayer to become a Christ follower so we can pray for you. Okay, number three. Number three, would you write this down? Watch for God to do the impossible. Watch for God to do the impossible. We go back into our story again, which is true. So Jesus has all of a sudden said, okay, he's healed. He's, uh, The man said, you know, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. So look what happens next. Here it is. When Jesus saw the crowd, when Jesus saw that the crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the evil spirit. He said, deafening his spirit, he said, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. The spirit shrieked and convulsed and violently came out. Now listen, I'm going to read this next sentence. It's underlined. But I want, you to, I want you to read the last two words of this sentence. I want you to read them with some passion. You ready? Here we go. The boy looked so much like a corpse that many said... He's dead. Can you imagine being the boy's father? Here, look what happened. All this stuff, you know, Lord, if you can, if I can... Jesus said, "Okay." He said, "Lord, I believe. It. Help my unbelief." And then Jesus said, "Okay." And Jesus began to pray. And Jesus prayed for the boy. Said, "Come out, spirit. And the spirit, come out." And the boy fell like he was dead on the ground. Can you imagine being the boy's father right there, just for a moment? And said, yeah, "Listen, I just wanted the spirit out. I didn't want you to kill him. You killed. You killed. I could have done that." Can you imagine? I mean, can you imagine that? Now listen, we don't know how much time lasts. This boy laying on the ground. Everybody there says, he's like a corpse. He looks dead. And and so Jesus prayed, and the man there, and he's like, well, why did you kill my son? Why did you do that? Here's what I want to tell you. Many times when we pray, sometimes things seem to get worse before they get better. And the question is this, the question is, will you continue to watch for God even though things seem to get worse? You know, we're, we're, we're willing to keep praying, right? If we pray, if we pray and they start getting better immediately, all of a sudden, you know, things are getting better immediately. Like, oh, yeah, well, woohoo, this is getting better. Then you know what? We're like, yeah, go God, go God. But there's many times in our life that for whatever reason, God has to allow things to get a little worse before they get better. And the question is, are you willing to still believe in those times? Here's the problem. You ready for this? Here's the problem. You see, we don't mind. We don't, we, we, when we pray, the reason we miss God a lot of times is this. Watch this. We pray and we tell God exactly what to do, right? Okay, God. If you would just straighten this teacher out, God. Lord, you can do this, this, and this, and they'll give me a good grade. Lord, if you would just make this guy notice me over here. He's a good guy, and we can, Lord, we can get engaged, and we can get married. Now, God, I know you can help me get the (laughs) hookup. And you go talk to him, God. I'm going to put on my best dress, right? Okay. Don't tell me you don't pray like this. (laughs) God, I know. Lord, now, I know you need to speak to my boss, man. Because I've deserved that promotion, so God, you just talk to him now. I'm going to be waiting on him to call me today, so you talk to him, God. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? We pray, but when we pray, we tell God what to do, right? And here's the problem. The only problem with that is this, is that that's the only thing we see. See, if that's a, So you're, every day you go to work, if that's you, every day you go to work, you're looking for... You know, like, okay, that boss is coming to talk to me today. And when he doesn't come talk to you, because, see, you, you should, this is the way it's got to happen, but God's working over here. What you don't understand is that God's got to another company coming your way that's going to pay you double and going to take better care of you over here. And what you, you know, do you that are single and you got your eye on that person like, you've been praying, Lord, now let their eyes come this way. But what you don't know is that that's a bottle of a mess over there. They got a clothes that's a wolf and sheep and they get they dress good, they look good, they sound good, but they're bad. But what you don't know is over here, God's got, got Mrs. and Mr. Right over here, so you can you just look it this way, and when that person is turning going the other way, you go, oh God, you don't love me anymore. Oh God, you don't like me anymore. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be old and just be by myself my whole life. Oh no, you ain't. God is saving your tail. You don't even know it. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you were dating some folks and you found out. They said, Oh, God, thank you. Okay, that's half of us. So what I want to tell you is this. is God is always up to something when it seems like he's doing nothing. You get that? God is always up to something when it seems like he is doing nothing. It is amazing to me on this movie how Hollywood got it right because here's the great, this great theologian, the conductor of the train in the movie says this. Seeing is believing, but sometimes the most real things in the world are the things we can't see. And that's what the father would agree because look at 27b, it says this. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him to his feet and he stood up. He was a brand new boy. But it looked like he died. It's amazing how what lo- you're looking at right now is not, it's not over. God is not done. I just want to share that with someone. So one of those things I want to tell you real quickly is, is that, listen, you have these cards inside of your program. We have Christmas Eve services Saturday, next Saturday night and then next Sunday. There's somebody right now that's about to die spiritually and, and they're about to give up, but you're going to handle one of these cards and, and God is going to use you to lift their spirit and they're going to come with you and God's going to speak to them and their faith is going to be renewed. So why don't you help someone else be a miracle in their life? Okay, number four. Would you write this down? Number four, pray about everything. Pray about everything. This is so good. I started to call you at 3.30 this morning and talk to you about this one. This is so good. Are you ready for this? So here we go. The man's boy, the man's good. He's good. You know, his his son's been healed. He's off on his way. Woohoo! You go, Jesus, you go Jesus. Woo! You're the man. But there's somebody ticked off. And that's his disciples. His followers. They're mad. Look what happens here. When Jesus went into the house, his followers began asking him what? Privately. That means that we gotta talk, Jesus. You got, I'm sorry you don't read the Bible like I do. So much up here, you know. And so they they said, ask him probably, why couldn't we force out the evil spirit? With that kind of why couldn't we force it out? Jesus answered, let's read what's online. You ready? Here we go. That kind of spirit can only be forced out by, by prayer. Here it is. You ready? Some things are never going to change in your life until you stop complaining about them and worrying about them and start praying about them. Let me say it again. Some things are never going to change in your life until you stop complaining about them and worrying about them and start praying about them. Here's what you know what worry is here it is. Watch this. Watch this. Worry Is you walking around all the time, or you you can be laying in your bed, but in your mind, you're talking to yourself all the time. You talk to yourself all the time. You know that. We all do. And here's what you say. In your mind, you are telling yourself how big. Remember that thing we talked about, that it, that thing is, you talk about how bad your situation, how big your problem is in your mind all the time. You keep telling yourself how big your problem is in your mind all the time. The more you talk to yourself about how big your problem is, that creates worry in your mind. And let me just tell you this, your problem only grows. Let me tell you something. Here's where peace comes in. Peace comes in when you walk around and you keep telling God how big He is. Did you hear that? Quit quit giving quit giving leverage to your problem. Quit thinking about how big it is. Quit telling your problem how big it is. But in your mind you change the conversation. And when that it comes up, you're reminded, God, you're bigger than this. Lord, I know you're bigger than this. And the moment that you turn your worry into praying, my friend, and talking about how God big God is, then peace is gonna come in and you're gonna be a brand new person. Your situation may not change, but every day you're looking to see what God Almighty can do. And my friend, it's a amazing how He'll change you. It's amazing how He'll change you. Pray about everything. How you do that? Well, after you have two conversations going on all the time. You know what? When, like when when you when you got to deal with a, with that boss, you know that person that, that's giving you a problem when they're coming your way and they're talking to you. you say, "Oh God, inside of you, God help me, Lord. You got to help me right now." You know you you know what I'm talking about. I mean, you have two conversations going on all the time. It's like one's with that person, one's with God. You know, if people come down, come sit down and say, want to talk to me, I'm like, Lord God, you've got to help me. right?" They don't. mean, if they can only see inside of my mind, I'm like, Lord, I'm here, but God, you've got to help me. And that's the way, that's what we do. We pray about everything. Here's what I'm going to tell you. You ready for this? Here it is. A prayer-filled mind is a peace-filled life. A prayer-filled mind is a peace-filled life. And I want to challenge you to do that. I want to challenge you to pray. Pray. That's what we're going to do. And our faith grows. Let me just say this to you. You say, well, Pastor Jeff, I just doubt so much. Let me tell you something. If, you, if you're praying, that means that you got more faith than you have doubt. You, if you you say, well, I don't have a lot of faith. If you're praying, my friend, I'm telling you, you got more faith than you got doubt. Just keep praying. And as you pray, your faith will grow. Just keep on praying. Just keep on, never stop praying. Now, in our movie, In our movie here, this little boy has a bell. I've given you one, so just hold on to it. You don't have to ring it right now. He has a little bell. And what he's discovered is that because he doesn't believe, the bell will not ring. Because he doesn't believe. And this bell that he's found has come off Santa's sleigh. You know what you were trying to do? You were trying to help that boy's faith, wasn't you? Where were you? I mean, you like, come on now, you can do it. You can ring that bell. Come on, you can do it. You know what I'm doing today? You know what I'm doing as your pastor. I'm trying to do this to you. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. Oh, come on now, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. So what I want you to do is I want you to stand with me with that bell. When I was growing up, when I was growing up, the the old timers in that day would say, you know what? When you pray, you gotta you gotta ring the prayer bells of heaven. What they were saying is like, you know, like, like heaven had a doorbell and prayer was what you did to ring it, you know, I don't know. But the prayer bells of heaven, and what I want you to do, is I want you to hold this, I want you to hold this bell in your head, you got it? And I want you to say, I want you to say this with me, you ready? Come on, let's say it. Lord, I believe. Let's say it again, you ready? Lord, I believe. Do it again, you ready? Come on. Lord, I believe. Now, here we are, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Remember that thing, that thing, that thing? Remember that thing we talked about at the beginning that you can't fix, you can't solve, you can't change? Remember that? Remember what we talked about? You got it? All right, now, we're going to say it again and we're going to talk about that thing right now. You ready? Come on, here we go. Lord, I believe. Do it again. Lord, I believe. Come on, one more time. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. Lord, right now we believe we release our faith. And God, we're expecting you to do a miracle. And Lord, we won't give up. We won't quit, Lord. Even though it seems like we're walking around these walls of God and they're not falling, we know you've done it before. We believe you to do it again. Lord, I believe. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website,